and welcome to Birds and Pop My name is Richard. With me is Craig. Mellow. And Johnny. We are we we are all here. We are laughing. Sorry, I watched Anchorman again. I don't know why. Because it's Anchorman. No, you don't have to defend yourself. I, I, it, it, it's not like you were just like, oh my god, Anchorman is on the television and my remote is missing. What will I do? It wasn't that great, though. My butt is stuck to the seat. <laughs> no, no, that no, that doesn't that doesn't sound accurate. But that's fine, guys. How are you both doing this week? Uh, good. How about you, Greg? All right. <laughs> just, just found a flight to uh, to Tokyo for eight ninety nine. Nice. I'm just looking. So <laughs> we we've been looking at traveling. Greg, have you been to Japan? No. Okay. Just trying to get like a handle on like, hey, has Greg actually done this thing before? Because usually I can like, hey, Greg, we're thinking about going here. What can my wife eat because she hates fish? Usually. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. Japan won't be that bad, though. No, I don't think so. There's a lot of pork and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also Burger King and literally everything else that started here. I mean, that's literally half price round trip. That's not bad. You you fly out Air Canada, too. Okay. Oh, no. Air Canada means you get free headphones. Do it. I don't want to go to eight ninety nine to get free headphones. Exactly. Still cheaper than Beats. Anyway. Um. Yeah, guys, what's been going on this week? What's Greg? I, I know you've been kind of like all over the map and not really able to watch a whole bunch of stuff. Anything new with you this week at all? I did end up watching the Batman. Oh, we are gonna get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I have low key been waiting to hear your thoughts on it. Um, as Richard and I have both already seen it. <laughs> yes. Um, but we can get into that momentarily. Anything else you guys have done this week before we really decide to just chew on that steak for a little bit? Uh, no. That's super exciting. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and yeah, it's it's always this way. I'm always like, okay, what did I do this week? <laughs> well, it's, I worked. Um, and and I, I have to like mentally walk through like every day. I'm like, Monday I went to work, and then I came home and uh, dealt with life. And then <laughs> Tuesday I went to work, and I came home and... Uh, actually, I, I will say the one thing that I did do, and I don't know if I talked about this previously, is um, I actually dusted off my Xbox Series X and I played Halo Infinite. Okay. Um, I have been kind of looking for the time to play Halo Infinite since Halo Infinite came out. Um, and I made the time starting last week and I beat it earlier this week and I had a lot of fun in the process. Um. I know since it came out, there have been some grumblings from the fan base about for various reasons about things they don't like about it. Um, most of those, maybe all of those, have to do with the multiplayer. Uh, and I am not a big fan of multiplayer gaming at this point in my life because I am not very good at it. <laughs> the uh, the advanced age caveat. P.S. What they don't tell you is that as you get older multiplayer anything you are no longer you are no longer going to be finishing anywhere in those charts yeah i mean i i was never great at first person shooter multiplayer i was never the person that would end the game with like 15 to 1 kill to death ratio yeah like i would be the guy that would like die six times and kill like seven people and i'd be like yeah this is a good game <laughs> Um, but it, it, in general, I have never been good at Halo multiplayer. 
Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm the guy that just, like, runs around, and if I can stick a grenade to someone's head and watch them blow up, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't care what else happens this round. I just made that guy run around like a chicken with his head cut off, <laughs> and then he lost his head. Yep. This is great. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what was, what was the name of the game where you do that, and they'd, like, run around, and their head would still spurt for a little bit after you did it? I don't know. Oh, my God. This is going to kill me. Greg, you should know this. Oh, I have no idea. If you got a headshot, they would like take a few steps and it would just be like spurt, spurt out of the neck, and then the body would fall over. And I was like, this is probably a little little far, a little bit was much. It Gears of War? That does sound like a Gears of War thing. Yeah, maybe it was an alien. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of like Richard giggling watching some dude run around with like a little water gun shooting out of his head. Um, with that, we officially caught up on the Halo TV series last night. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it is, if you're someone that plays the game, it is not a story I'm familiar with. Like, I know that they've made a big deal about the fact that this is in a separate universe from the games and the books. Right. Um, my understanding is is that this takes place kind of in similar timeframe to one of the books, uh, the one called Fall of the Reach. Um, but... I don't know anything about this. It's one of the things I actually kind of enjoy. Okay. Is I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, okay, I know certain things that are going to happen. Like mm-hmm. Master Chief is going to get Cortana. But other than that, I have no idea where this is going. Right. Um, purists of the game have given kind of mixed reviews on it. Uh, some of them complain And I knew they immediately would because Master Chief takes off his helmet over and over again. Um, But at the same time, like, (laughs) like I I watched it and the second he took off his helmet, I was like, oh, God, people are going to throw a (laughs) I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me. He's a soldier. There's no reason why, like, when he's on base just walking around, he has to wear a helmet. Yeah. Um, but overall, I have actually really enjoyed it, and Amy's been watching it with me, um, and she is a big fan of various sci-fi things, okay. um, and she's actually really enjoyed it, too. Interesting. Um, I'm probably not going to have an easy time selling that one to Ashley. Uh, we just started... There's another new series. I can't remember it, but I don't know. Uh, we'll We'll discuss that when we are no longer broadcasting broadcasting or recording this lovely little diatribe that we tend to have. Um, uh, so, honestly, if you just turn around and watch the first episode, there's a good chance it sucks her in. Okay. Okay. I'd be into that. The... I'm trying to think. Man, this is going to drive me nuts because I know there's another new series. I know... The new season of Better Call Saul just started as well, right? Uh, yes. Are, are, are you into that show? Nope. Like, did you carry over from Breaking Bad? Never like, watched Breaking Bad. See, I was so far behind the eight ball. But I didn't even watch Breaking Bad till it was over for like two years. I just, I, I, I really didn't care that much. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of where I was with it too. Like, for whatever reason, I... I don't know. I I know AMC puts out some really quality content, but I have just never gotten into like any of AMC's dramas. Outside of I watched the first like three or four seasons of The Walking Dead. Uh, whatever season they faced off against the governor, and then he just made it out alive and ran off. That was the last season that I watched The Walking Dead and cared. But I, I don't know, like... Yeah. Of recent, I've kind of realized that I don't watch a whole lot of dramas at all. Right. Like, I have to be sucked in by something else. I'll watch a dramedy, but yep. I'm not going to watch just, like, a straight up, like, a Breaking Bad or something like that for the most part. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So the other thing that I, I watched this week is I caught up officially on Moon Knight. Uh, we were basically three episodes behind. Uh, and we watched them all last night. And by we, you mean you and your wife watched it? Yes. Where is she at with that series now that you have caught up? Very confused. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in particular? Sorry, I'm goddamn emphysema. Um, what? What is she mostly confused by? And I don't know. We didn't really talk about it last night, but other than about every five minutes, she'd be like, "So is this?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I'm watching the same thing you are." But who is this? I don't know. I'm watching the same thing you are. But it doesn't bother me. Like, like when when they introduce a new character, and I don't know who they are. Like at the end of the last episode, when they obviously introduced a new Egyptian god, uh, without going into too many spoilers, I'm just like, oh, okay, it's a new Egyptian god. We'll see how this goes. Um, I just, I got a little bit of a. I don't want to say an argument, but it was a thing like, I understand he has disassociative disorder, which is like, that's, that's fine. I, I, listen, it's a legit thing. A lot of people suffer from it, but we already had it sort of only argument could be made. That was literally the character of Venom in his film. Um, yeah, but have, have you, how many episodes of Moon Knight have you watched? Three. Okay. Because they kind of stopped doing that. Hmm. After honestly, after the second one, okay. I mean, the the first and second episode are are, are very odd with the whole like someone else talking in someone's head thing, right? Um, very much so in a similar vein to Venom, and they do honestly feel a lot like Venom. Yeah. Um. But I really felt like the third and fourth episode were very different in that regards. Okay. Which I guess kind of made sense. Um, because, you know, the first two episodes was the Stephen Grant persona kind of realizing he is just a persona and that all of this was going on. Right. And then the third and fourth episodes, they're all kind of at least used to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, this is not a character, and I'm sure Greg is like, yep, that I really have, and I just, I love Oscar Isaac. I, I hope he's doing well. I hope this parlays into many, many times I get to see him on screen still, but I don't really care for this, to be honest. Um, I have, I've relatively enjoyed it, but in a similar vein, this is not a character that I'm super familiar with or have really had much of an opportunity to read. Um, I have kind of this rule of thumb when it comes to a comic book character about how successful a comic book character is. Uh, And it's how many volumes that comic book character has. Um, So what that basically means is when they release a comic book for a series for a character, Like, let's say Action Comics, for example. Action Comics started in the 1940s. That's Superman's book. He debuted in Action Comics number one. Um, And volume one of Action Comics ran from the 1940s until 2011 when DC did the New 52 and they relaunched Action Comics with Action Comics number one again. Um. So there have been two volumes of Action Comics, although I think DC returned to the original numbering, so they're now on Action Comics Volume 1 again, which just gets into kind of ridiculous horseshit, but it doesn't matter. Point being, there have been two volumes of Action Comics. Um, And Amy was asking a question last night about Moon Knight. So I, I went, I was looking something up, 
there have been nine volumes of Moon Knight. Which basically means, you know, okay, well, they released volume one in like the 70s. And then it got canceled. And then volume two would be like 1984 only. And then it gets canceled. Nine volumes means not only have they made an effort to make it work nine times. So someone at editorial really likes Moon Knight. But that it's failed eight times. <laughs> and there there are oftentimes caveats to that. Like a line-wide reboot, like what DC did with Rebirth, will cause a title to be rebooted. Um, and it's not really their fault that they have a second volume or a third volume or whatever at that point. Yeah. And other caveats will be like, if you look at, for example, The Flash... The Flash has had like six volumes. Green Lantern has had probably like six or seven volumes. And it's because there have been multiple guys called The Flash and multiple guys called The Green Lantern. So, you know, there have been like probably three volumes under Barry Allen. And there's been probably two more volumes under Wally West. And there was unfortunately one volume that lasted 11 issues under Bart Allen. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful volume. So, yeah, the fact that Moon Knight has had nine volumes is stunning. I just, I don't know. I I am still in the camp of, I think I'm just kind of, I think I'm done. I'll still go, I'll still watch them in theaters, but like, I guess I'm kind of like Greg's status now, where like, I'm just going for an entertainment for two hours. I'm not like, it's not at the stage it was, you know, with like Iron Man and Hulk, whatever. I just, I, I, I still I'm... think that you're kind of overreacting due to one bad year. No, it has nothing to do with any of the. Yeah, ter- I, I, I know that, but I'm just saying I'm, that, like, I'm tired of it, man. Honestly, like, I'm, I we've had a good run, and at some point, you just have to be like. Enough is enough. Listen, there's still tons of fans. Everyone's going to go see it. They're going to enjoy it. I'm just like... It's like you get your favorite food for a month straight. And then you're like, I think I'm probably good for a while. Like I've gotten to that point with pizza, too. Well, and all all I'm basically saying is that like, I, I do get what you're saying. But I think that it's a lot easier to say that after 2021 when, quite frankly, Marvel let us down with two out of the three offerings. Um, And I think it may be a little harder to say that after a 2022 that's shaping up to be pretty damn good from an MCU standpoint. Uh, And I'm not really counting the TV shows because... They were all fine. Like, I I enjoyed some. I really enjoyed others. Um, But I'm not going to say that I came in at 2022 really hyped for the MCU either. And I'm still really not right this second. Like, I'm really interested to see what happens with Doctor Strange here in a couple weeks. And I'm really interested and pretty excited to see what happens with Thor Love and Thunder. But... From the standpoint of the MCU in general, like the fact that there's not an overarching story to this phase of some type or another. Yeah. Well, I think we're probably going to get that established and it'll tie into like WandaVision and that other shit. I, I mean, they have said that there is an overarching story by the end of phase four. But at the same time, like, we're pretty damn far along at this point. Like, I, I don't know if when they say, I, I, I think from the television standpoint, it's going to be Secret Invasion, and that's going to be their overarching story. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do with the movies to make Phase 4 not feel like it was basically just filler. Yeah. Because that's where we're at right this second, like... There does it doesn't feel like they're building towards anything, which is fine. Like you don't necessarily have to immediately finish up Thanos and pull out, you know, 
Galactus, but... I think that'll be next, but I I don't think that's this. I still think we're doing something to do with... Um, oh, friggin' F. Why can't I think of his name? Dr. Doom? No. The Watcher? No. Nick Fury? Oh, God damn it. Greg, can I get someone in here with some common sense? I know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Not Dormammu, but like one of the other, um, the the devil, essentially the Mephisto. Devil. Yes, I feel like that's going to be it. I don't know if it's going to be underwhelming. I don't know if it's going to be goofy, but you know, I'm I, I'm excited to see what happens. I I, I had to be honest. I I don't know if we're going to get anything to deal with Mephisto. I, I mean the. They haven't really dropped any breadcrumbs to it, even. What? Not really. People the have guessed it, but... Literally the stained glass window, and they kept talking about shit to do with Mephisto. They never talk, really talked about Mephisto. Oh, man. Nope, you're wrong. I gotta find the clip. But there was definitely, like, references to Mephisto in the Loki series. Uh, there was a... There was a, there was a stained glass window, but if I remember correctly... That was explained away as being a Loki variant. Mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. Because I'm I'm like 85%. I'm not going to give you 100. I'm never 100% on anything, except that Greg is awesome. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to get his audio file to spike you in there. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I'm just, it's, it's so strange because like, I can feel myself not shifting away from that kind of stuff, but like, I just want a little more variety because it feels like for a very long time, it was like a lot of Marvel all. Oh, I look, I get that. And I I don't know. I just I see this as something where we had we had basically a bad year from the MCU. Um and it 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 hurts when your two two of your three biggest projects and arguably your two biggest projects considering the fact that one was for an OG Avenger and the other one was your superhero team based around a Oscar winning writer and director doing it um, just fell flat. That movie was a wet fart. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it, it, seriously, I, I, I tried to like that movie. Um, I didn't go. Um, I didn't go full. um I didn't go full Wonder Woman 84 and watch it three times. <laughs> but no, I try I went into that movie hoping to like it. And it just did not work. Do you feel like there's just too many superhero properties coming around now? I mean, there was before, but do you feel like we're just kind of getting to that point now where it's like been so much for so long, it just I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but like, I definitely feel some type of way. And I think Greg's kind of even mentioned, he's like, it's just, it's everywhere. Well, it's he, every platform. It's network TV. It's he, streaming services. It's theaters. You're talking about um, superhero fatigue, basically. Yeah. But I guess for me, like, I do get what you're saying. There is definitely a certain amount of fatigue that you get from everything being superhero. But at the same time, like, no one's watching superhero shit on network TV. I don't think there even is anything currently. Yeah. And I'm not counting the CW in there, but... um, And actually, if you've paid any attention, it looks like CW with the merger of Warner Brothers and Discovery is starting to officially wrap up the Arrowverse. Yep. Um, I don't think you're going to see Superman and Lois get canceled because it's relatively high rated and it's on HBO Max. Um, But as of right now, I believe Superman and Lois 
and the Flash are the only thing that's renewed for next year in the Arrowverse. Um, which is somewhat astounding because the CW will renew anything, and I mean anything. Like, if anyone watches, like, three people could watch, and they're like, oh, shit, these are some ratings. Renew that. Um, so there's a lot of talk that you're going to end up seeing Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman both canceled uh, yeah. over the summer. And that The Flash is going to actually have a final season. Uh, funny note, and I know that this will bring a smile to Johnny's face. They announced Ezra Miller as The Flash in the DC Extended Universe one week before the flash show premiered assuming the flash wraps up with season nine next year you're going to have ran the entire gamut of nine seasons of the television show and ezra miller's flash movie will still not have came out i'm throwing you softballs here uh, at the end of the day, I don't think any of this is going to matter because Dipshit decided to go and get himself arrested again in Hawaii this week. Yep. Again. Yeah. For assault. Again. I'm the one that sent it to you. I know. Um, And then with the merger, there's also rumblings that there is going to be a, maybe not a full-on, but there is going to be some type of reset with the DC Universe. Um, I, it's, I, Ezra Miller's gone. I, the only thing that I think is stopping that right now is the fact they've got a $200, $200, million movie in the can. I, I think they're going to run with it, but I think they're going to have to do something to dovetail into a completely different approach. Um, I do not foresee Ezra Miller sticking around. I mean, so... The Flash movie is, is a version of Flashpoint. Um, that's pretty well known. So, Greg, the storyline of Flashpoint is basically, you know, the Flash, uh, and you will remember from the one episode of the TV show that you watched, um, or from the other times it's been mentioned in the canon over the years, such as in Justice League, um, the Flash's mother is killed. Uh, and that's what kind of spurns him to become the Flash. So Flashpoint, in a fit of grief, Barry decides, I can time travel and fuck this noise. Mama don't have to die. So he goes back and saves his mom. But it's been like 10 years or whatever since he's been the Flash. Plus there's been another like 10 years of time that he like between then and now. So you're talking about 20 years versus versus of time in history. That's been rewritten. So what ends up happening is he causes this massive splinter effect that causes their entire world to basically alter for one reason or another, one giant butterfly effect. So things happen like, um, you know, he gets there and he doesn't actually have, find Bruce Wayne as Batman. He finds out that Bruce Wayne is who died in Crime Alley and Thomas Wayne is Batman. Uh, and Superman doesn't exist because Superman's pod crashed um, and the government picked it up instead of the Kent family. So Superman's been held in a government facility for the last, you know, 20 years or however long um, being experimented on. Uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with one another. So the basic gist of it is it gives you an Elseworlds tale for an, an interesting book. But at the end of it, when Barry realizes I have to put this right and I have to put my mom back in the ground, um, 
he goes and, you know, sets it back up so his mom dies to put timeline right. But butterfly effects still occur to an extent and the timeline isn't 100% right. And they can retcon things and they can change things and etc. Yeah. My feeling is, and I, and I want to ask you as a lay person, you're sitting there, you watch the Flash movie. <laughs> and you're just sitting there, you're eating your popcorn, and you're like, fuck yeah, Ezra Miller, mm, yeah, get it, get it. Because I've seen movies, and that's how you sit there and, and watch them. Like, I, that's, mm-hmm. that's you. Just like that. Yeah, you kick, the, you kick the seat in front of you, you, you kick some dude in the head three or four times. Um, at the end of the movie, let's say that Ezra runs into the Speed Force. I don't know what it is. What? What's the speed force? That's it's what you need the 10,000 calorie burrito to access. Yeah. Okay. It's it it's it's the thing that lets him time travel. So Ezra runs okay. into the speed force and he runs out on the other side and he doesn't look like Ezra anymore. And he's like, "Whoa, new face." Can you accept that? Sure, why not? What's the point? Because I mean, he's like, what if he hit a tree on the way when he's trying to run? You know, maybe that jacked up his face. <laughs> Johnny, this is an audio podcast. Just giving a thumbs up with a big smile on your face. People don't know. I don't care. <laughs> it made me feel good. That's all that matters. I'm all about me. <laughs> Oh, we should be so lucky that Ezra Miller runs into a tree head first. How would you even retcon that into something? Him he starts running. No, he <laughs> that's simple. Um, how does he come out of this beat force looking different? He just does. How does he come out of the speed force and have Michael Keaton be the new Batman for their time frame? He just does. Because that's happening. I don't. I just still don't think I just. I wouldn't watch it, so it doesn't really matter as to me. As long as douchebag is no longer on my screen for any reason, any franchise, any film, Johnny Depp got canceled for so much less than this. So much less. This is ridiculous. Also, Miller's still part of a franchise that Johnny Depp was kicked out of. Yeah, um, oh, did, I, we, uh, did, this, did I talk about uh, that? I went and saw that last week. Did I talk about that last week? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I am... <laughs> it's It's interesting to me how they're cherry-picking what behavior and which actors or actresses are worthy of being just... Unquote canceled. Okay, so I'm not even about being canceled. I'm just like, get rid of this guy. You have every justification on earth now. What are we waiting for? So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this out there, and I'm not really defending Ezra Miller. What Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of, not what he did, but what she accused Johnny Depp of, was his substantially worse than what Ezra Miller has done to this point. Um, that being said, no, I, I do agree with you. There is a certain point where Ezra Miller needs to be put into Hollywood timeout. Like, he needs to go sit in the corner with his nose in the corner and think about what he's done until he realizes that he is turned into a complete and utter asshat. And maybe he turned into that when he was 10 years old. I don't know. All I know is that he is continually doing really stupid stuff. Um, It kind of reminds me of Shia LaBeouf. Um, You know, Shia LaBeouf at one point had a very promising career. Yeah. Um, and then he just kept doing stupid things. <laughs> and you were just like, this dude's not going to make it, is he? 
And he really hasn't. Like, I can't think of the last thing that Shia LaBeouf was in that I even heard about. Yeah. Um, well, I can't say that. The last thing I can remember that he was in that I even heard about was that movie called Peanut Butter Falcon. Which I still have to watch, by the way. It was recommended to me. Yeah, I I, I, I think I actually own it. Um, yeah, I'm looking here and... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Since 2014, there are a grand total of two movies I've heard of that Shia LaBeouf was in. One of them was that Fury movie. Right. And the other one is Peanut Butter Falcon. Fury was good, man. I'd watch that again. I'm sure it was, but I've never heard of any of the rest of these movies. That's okay. He's where he belongs. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. So we've talked a lot about various and random superhero things, and what we haven't talked about is Greg watching the Batman. Greg, we want your full, unadulterated review of this film. It's actually a fairly simple thing for me. Oh, <laughs> and I, oh. I really like the movie, but you could replace Robert Pattinson with anybody. That could have been an AI. He didn't stand out at all. He didn't hold any scene down. It was stupid to watch him as it. I actually thought he was pretty decent as the Batman. There's one specific scene that did it for me. I don't. I'm not sure if you want to put a spoiler up. A warning. Um. Yeah. Uh. Spoiler. One minute. All right. You ready? Yeah. The scene in the hospital with Alfred. You're telling me he held his end of that scene. I hated that. I hated that scene in general. I hated the scene in general too. But the problem is, you can see the flaw in his acting chops there. But here and here's the thing, and and we'll stop talking about specifics of that scene, so we can talk about the whatever. But in general. I thought he was a horrific Bruce Wayne. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things actually Ashley actually mentioned. She was like, he did a great job as Batman, like the way he cared. I I I would agree with that. He was not a good Bruce Wayne. No, and there are a lot of people that will jump do a lot of mental gymnastics to try to come up with. Well, you don't understand. He, this is Bruce Wayne year two. And and he hasn't developed the Playboy persona and all this other stuff. And it's just like, I don't think that you understand that Batman and Bruce Wayne are two different people. <laughs> and it doesn't matter that it's year two or year six or year one. Like, his Bruce Wayne acted like an emo 17-year-old. And... It was frustrating to watch because, and again, I know I've had this discussion, I've had this argument with people where they're like, "Well, that's because he went, he, you know, he had arrested development because he watched his parents get killed in front of him, and and blah 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 blah." And it's like, no, dude, he's supposed to be twenty eight, going on twenty nine in this movie. I don't care how arrested his development was, like he, the Bruce Wayne character was written and acted poorly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Greg, I I agree with you. Although again, I I liked him as Batman. Yeah, but that's just it. I don't think the Batman part is worth even a nod. You could put anybody in that make in that that situation, it would be fine. Really, anybody pick somebody. Well, I still maintain that Ben Affleck was my favorite Batman outside of Michael Keaton, and Michael Keaton is just like my nostalgia pick because I was a kid. Like he was, he was bad. I didn't have any concept of like, Oh my God. With Michael Keaton. I had no concept of that. Like Adam West wasn't a thing for me at that point, but like Michael Keaton was, was the first time I saw Batman and I was like, Holy, the Kevin Smith effect. Holy shit. I don't care. Batman's on the screen. But like then Ben Affleck looked like the animated series, Bruce Wayne, that Batman like looked like he would 
literally take you to the brink of murder and then just leave you to survive. Yeah, and the thing is, Michael Keaton Batman was so different than yeah. the Adam West Batman. I like I grew up watching Adam West Batman. Um, you know, for it's it's was well, it's really kind of funny because if you like, let's say that you take a day off on like, a, let's just call it Monday, and you just decide you're going to watch TV all day, mm-hmm. you'll find that TNT is running a supernatural marathon from like 8 a.m. until like noon, and you'll find a like Law and Order, and that's basically it. Like that, that's that's what you'll find by way of old TV that's randomly on, yeah. from you know 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. But dude, when we were kids, all that old shit ran. Yeah. Like you were just like, cool, I'm watching Gilligan's Island. And now I'm going to watch Batman. Like 60s and 70s TV was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now you aren't going to find like 90s TV everywhere. But anyway, I, I digress. Um No, it, the Keaton Batman was so different than the Adam West Batman that it didn't matter that they were both playing the same character because you were just like, this is something entirely different. And I do agree. Batfleck was a good Batman and he was honestly a good Bruce Wayne. He just wasn't given the material to hold up and to work with that. These other guys have been given. Yeah. Like Keaton was given great material. Um, Bale was given great material and Affleck, you know, the one dude out of the bunch who was like a massive Batman fan was given really bad material. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this Batman quite a bit. Um, I did not enjoy this Bruce Wayne. Uh, Greg, taking Mr. Pattinson out of the equation, please give us your thoughts on the remainder of the movie. That was really good. I didn't want to stop it or pause the movie, so that's, <laughs> how, it's, that's just how it works for me. If I if I want to watch it all the way, if I watch it all the way through, I consider it a decent movie. Um, and I don't see that's just it. Like Robert Pattinson, I don't have any issues with him at all. I just think, like you said, the Bruce Wayne part really annoyed me. The Batman, it just it didn't feel like a Batman me, like that for him to play that role. I don't know. Maybe that's just the my vision of Batman. I think he's more badass than what he can do. Yeah. Um, my guts on it. But overall, the movie was fine. I I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure if I'd watch it again because it was fairly long. Uh, I have watched it this week, but I watched it over the course of three nights. Yeah, it's a long one. Well, it's I mean, it's dauntingly long, where if you start it at 11 o'clock at night, you know I'm not staying up until 2 a.m. to finish this. Right. Maybe it's maybe if they made that, maybe if they made the movie a little shorter, I think maybe Robert Pattinson would have been better. But I think the first, like, 20 minutes or so is just like, come on. <laughs> I... I, I do get what you're saying. And that's why, like, I have actually felt like it was, it felt right to watch it over the course of multiple nights. Like, I would watch an hour and then I'd be like, oh man, that was really good. Cool. Off. And then I go to bed. And then the next night it'd be like 11 o'clock again. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch an hour of Batman again. <laughs> and I would watch an hour of Batman and be like, that was really good. Off. <laughs> I I'm gonna watch it again now that there's like the availability. Um, I because I know there's probably gonna be stuff I missed, but I mean overall, let's be honest. Dano might have been the best part of that film. Um, Maldonado might have been like just he had that perfect that interaction in the jail cell, and I'm not gonna go into big details of it, but like the way he presented. And like 
it's so strange to me remembering him from, you know, fanboys to this character. And I was like, I just, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. I am, it was remarkable to see the development of him as an actor come through in this film. No, I, uh, I, I understand what you're saying. And I thought he was good in the role. Um, but that wasn't really the Riddler. Like, yeah, he gave riddles and he gave some interesting clues and things like that. But I don't know, like that's, that's kind of issues probably too strong of a word. Cause I'm not like a, a Riddler purist. Who's like, if he's not wearing a three piece suit covered in question marks, this isn't real. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like it just, as the Riddler, I don't think it worked well for me. Um, yeah. as another version of the killer from seven, uh, worked perfect. Okay. I it's I enjoyed it. I don't think you can really like Greg's. I think you've even said this. Like, how far down the path of like rooted in reality are these films going to get? Um, it's I I understand that I do. It just it felt like it took. Because the Riddler has always been, like, if you go back, again, Batman 66, you go back to the Riddler, like, that iteration, he's always been kind of a goof. And that was not the case. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, his whole thing is literally to give riddles for someone to solve. And if they do, he's like, ah! <laughs> so when he's like... I mean, basically the killer from seven, it's just like, oh, huh. Okay. This doesn't seem like the Riddler, but I guess. (laughs) And again, I'm not mad mad about it. I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that I wrote a very strongly worded letter to Warner brothers because I don't care that much. Like I said, I've, I very much so enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it just leaves me just like, oh, well, this is this is fine, but it doesn't quite seem right. Yeah. Yep. No, it's I'd put it up there. It's probably one of the better Batman films, because how many have we had now? Uh somewhere in the range of three million. A lot. I would put it in the upper tier. If if as far as you go. If we're counting Batman versus Superman, but not counting Justice League. I believe this would be nine. If Batman's in it, we're counting it. Okay, well then we can count Justice League and make this ten. So it's in the top. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. I would say it's in the top three or top five. And I don't think it's hard to get in the top five. I think there's a harder argument for three. Um, the only one of the original Batman... Uh, four movies made by Warner Brothers that aren't Batman 66 that I would put into the top three would be Batman 89. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can agree with you on that. Greg, do you want to talk any more about this? Are you pretty much like, I regret mentioning I watched this film now? (laughs) I am kind of regretting that. Like Batman eighty nine, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Greg's just sitting here like, I get to talk during this part. Actually, there's a very immediate reference or relevance to that film today, as it is Jack Nicholson's eighty fifth birthday. Nice. So, Mister the Joker, the Joker is officially eighty five years old today. Not the first Joker. Caesar Romero. I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to anger Richard by saying the best Joker. Um, but the Joker is 85 today. Caesar <laughs> Romero is the best Joker. What? How did you? It's Stevie Wonder couldn't have like drawn that line. What? Uh, you said it, not me. Nicholson's birthday, man. Why would I care about Caesar yeah, Romero? But then you started talking about Caesar Romero. Uh, no, I said he. I said Nicholson wasn't the first. 
Okay, but I'm saying calling Cesar Romero the best Joker is very controversial. You're losing it. (laughs) Uh, So, as we uh, trot along here to our our wrap-up, a couple reminders. Uh, So, next week, Johnny and I are both out of town, and Greg is holding down the fort. So expect his one-man show, Greg, the audio file with many pauses, to be available on your favorite podcasting app. Be a blank. Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be blank. It, it opens, music ends. Hello. Wait when you say hello. And then... I'll just run the outro. And then like a half hour in, he's like, I really like that movie. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. I don't care who you are. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, reality, there will be no show next week. Uh, but lots to discuss the week following. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's pretty much what we've got for you. We've, we've, we've wasted 45 minutes or so of your time this week. Uh, it was a good 45 minutes. I've enjoyed it. Greg has not. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even talk about wrestling. Maybe we'll save that. Maybe we'll save it. Yeah, we'll, we'll save talk about wrestling. We'll save talk about uh, Netflix and ads for another day because we've, we've taken up enough of these people's time. Uh, so, if they want to get a hold of you, Johnny, to talk about your love for Cesar Romero? I don't even know who that is, but if you want to confirm that Jack Nicholson was the best Joker, you can get a hold of me through our official podcast Twitter page, which is at versus podcast, followed by the underscore. And if they want to get a hold of you, Richard, to let you know that you're drunk and they hope you have a good time at Disney, bring them back. I think you got to get the Iron Man ears. I think that's what you got to look for. Mm, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> but if they want to get a hold of you to let you know what to do in Anaheim next week, how can they reach you? At Richard Versus. And Greg, if they want to join the podcast next week to keep you entertained. Uh, or let well, you know. Uh, Gregory. There we go. And hopefully by then, the sale of Chelsea will be approved. We'll be moving on to the next phase. Yeah. Greg's, Greg's ready to move on. Greg's ready to see who's bringing the who's bringing the dubs, the trophies, and the banners. Right. And beyond that, Richard. Have a good week, everybody.